Max Porterfield, president and CEO of Kalinex Mines, and really excited to be here again. Max, thanks for the introduction. Good to see you. Um, you've been traveling around a bit. Um, what have your movements been? Well, we recently had a number of site visits out to our Pi Bay project in northern Manitoba, where we have our Rainbow Discoveries, uh, Pine Bay, Alchemist Descendant, and actually had the premiere of Manitoba come out on site, which is really quite nice to have her spend some time with our team, better understand our project and what we're on to with the discoveries at Pine Bay. In addition, we also had a, a bit of a, um, an honoring for one of the members of our team, Mike Wazlowski, who's a 2011 inductee into the Canadian Mining Hall of Fame. They unveiled the bust of Mike in the town center, really to honoring the over a dozen discoveries that went on to producing mines for that community. Uh, so that was quite uh, a pleasure to be part of. Um, was there a kind of a big ceremony, kind of um, beer was taken and uh, party poppers popped a few balloons? Yeah, no, it was a bit of it was a surprise for Mike. So he was certainly surprised. And, and then after that, we had a, a dinner with some members of the community as well as his old time friends. So it was nice. Okay. We headed off to Beaver Creek for meetings in in Manitoba. What was the, the what was the message from the, uh, the the premier? What was she saying? I mean, I know politicians have to speak in bland generalities, but um, was there any specific that she said? Well, it's just continue to be supportive of, of our property and the project team and everything that we've accomplished to date and really where we're headed going towards the future. I think job creation is a, a real key point for any policymaker, particularly going to an election cycle. So it's great to see her support. Um, the Manitoba government has been supportive of our property and everything we're on to. Uh, we received two grants to date. More recently, actually, we received a half million dollar grant from the Manitoba Mineral Development Fund. Uh, and that fund's set up specifically to uh, help companies accelerate, you know, discoveries that have potential to create jobs in northern Manitoba, uh, which is known for mining. And this is kind of with the the mindset that they need to help support new mines coming online in northern Manitoba with, you know, the likes of 777 shutting down and the, the job losses that were uh, coming from that experience. Um, half a million dollars isn't, uh, you know, it doesn't go very far in a drill program, but I guess it helps. And I think you can you, you can allocate it towards, I don't know, it, I mean, how, how do you plan to allocate something like that? That'll be allocated towards what we're already doing for exploration campaign. I mean, it, it isn't like a huge sum of money, but certainly, um, you know, every little bit counts in one, one hole, as you know, can change the trajectory of an exploration campaign a property, uh, the whole work. So we are very grateful for that. Uh, certainly would love to see more, uh, but are going to uh, turn away the, the generous grant that they have provided to us. No, indeed not. Um, and then you said you went on to Beaver Creek, uh, the Precious Metals uh, Summit. What was what was the mood there? I mean, from our perspective, I, I was pretty excited. So, I mean, we just come out from the, from the, the, the site visit uh, where we actually got to see our, our brand new discovery descendant. So I was on a bit of a buzz personally and had a lot of exciting things to share with investors. So to that end, I mean, that was pretty upbeat conference. I think the mood was probably more uh, like negative slanted overall, just in terms of where the market is. But I think that in terms of years past, if we've had a bad market, uh, I think we, people have shrugged these bad markets off a little bit easier than years past. So there's a bit of optimism that maybe just got used to it. <laughs> 
depends on how you look at it. But uh, no, it was a successful conference from our standpoint. Um, did you, how many meetings a day did you have? I mean, was it quite a busy schedule? Yeah, we had an excess of 40 meetings plus a presentation, and of course, dinner and then you know, chatting outside of that. So no, it was great interest from you know institutional investors to corporates to a few high net worth that were also attending the conference. So as, as far as conferences come, I would say it was one of the best conferences that they've ever had. And, you know, I hold their conference and their organization in very high regard. Good. And, um, of course, the news that you were talking about was you put a drill hole into Descendant. Uh, when I last spoke to you, which was probably three months ago, uh, you were talking about a 10,000 meter drilling program, which is going to be spread across a number of deposits, including um, Alchemist and Rainbow, you know, kind of your existing resources or existing kind of discoveries because Alchemist isn't in the resource category yet um, and Pine uh, Pine Bay but you also said that you're going to drill uh, Cabin Cabin and North Star and so where in the process did this kind of hole underneath Cabin come from? Well I think in terms of uh, we've got a long history I mean the explorers have had a long history on that area of the property that's one of the reasons this gets its name descended uh, but it actually goes back to 1919, where the earliest exploration at the Pine Bay project, as you know, where today began. Um, the second exploration company to actually ever explore the property was in 1929, when uh, it was Callanan Mines, our predecessor company, actually shaft over at the Baker Patent Deposit, which is you know adjacent to Cabot. And the reason um, all these years, dozens of exploration companies have taken their shot at uh, finding the mine over in that area of the property is because, first of all, Pine Bay encompasses the largest felsic volcanic rock package in the entire flin-flon greenstone belt. And the felsics of the host rock to over 90% of the ore ever mined in the camp's history. And right over this specific area of the property is a, a huge alteration system that spans at least 700 by 1100 meters. And alteration systems are really kind of one of the key indicators for the size of the volcanic event. That's where all the fluids flow, uh, fluids flow through that rock. I uh, brought those minerals to surface. So, you know, the bigger the alteration system, typically the bigger the correlated deposit, because the bigger the alteration system, the bigger the volcanic event associated uh, to that mineralizing event. So Placido, for example, is the last explorer that truly you know, spent a lot of time on the property between 1990 and 1993, had opined for a 30 million ton exploration target uh, on this specific, specific area of the property. And they um, continued to recommend drilling in that area of the property a bit to the south uh, in their last kind of update or, you know, report on the property before leaving in 1993. And truly, with the exception of Inmet, who had over a 20 million ton exploration target to follow up, with a couple of short, a couple of holes to the south, uh, no fault was done until we took over the property. Uh, we took over in 2014 in terms of the renewed focus to the Pine Bay property. The property had been in the company's portfolio since 2009, and we had uh, in one of the first exploration campaigns in 2016. We deepened a historic plaster hole 38 meters, and when we did that, we intersected 10.3 meters, a six percent. Zinc, 0.7 copper, 1.8 gram per ton gold, a point seven percent copper. I'm sorry, and a two ounce silver. And so, truly high grade metallization that was pyrite hosted. We followed up that drill hole in 2016 and went underneath it, 
uh, with the uh, effects of drill holes, weren't able to replicate it. And one of the last holes of the, that uh, expression in that area, we hit 2.4 meters across 3% copper equivalent to the south. And we did a quick follow-up, uh, and actually a long section probably be easier, but that didn't prove out when we, we try to see correlation between them. But that was, again, under the interpretation that these deposits would be sitting a bit differently underground. So based upon the, the work that we've done in the discoveries of Rainbow and Alchemist, we had a reinterpretation uh, on the cabin horizon in that area of the property. And that's when we, we did a significant step up 375 meters vertically below that last uh, intersection I mentioned to you, hole 24. Uh, and that's where we hit the, the 27 meters of mass sulfides across 67 meter interval. And those four lenses that we discovered, namely the descendant, are you know preceded by a very significant alteration package that you, you could see at surface, of course, but downhole, it was looking beautiful. I mean, we were, we were coming into uh, blebs and, and uh, wisp of, of calcopyrite, even from a couple hundred meters away from the intersection. And in terms of mineralogy, the breakup of the minerals in this is similar to the top of the rainbow. So within the system, you typically have more zinc when you're more distal from the vent source, the main heat source in a, a VMS deposit. And so to hit that zinc in significant gold credits uh, as well, shows this indicates that we're on the distal part of the system and the vector would be down the plunge line at depth. And that's been always the thesis for every exploration company that went to that property is that you'd have a, a large mass of sulfides preserve a deposit preserved at depth. And so we're very excited about the discovery in terms of, you know, the precious metals content, we're consistently hitting over half a gram, 0 0.7, 0 0.9 gram per ton gold, which is, you know, almost double or near, double really what you see because of your gold grades at Rainbow, for example, on the Rainbow resource, which we also put out since we last spoke, the resource grade on Rainbow is 0.34 gram per ton gold. Uh, so it is a higher precious metals content in this system. Uh, in, in terms of moving forward, uh, we have aggressive plans for step-out drilling, which is, you know, commencing immediately. You had spoken about a 20,000 meter drill program for the year, which you're going to do in two bytes. Um, the first byte being 10,000 meters. Has that now been done? Oh, yeah. So we concluded it was roughly 8,500 meters. Uh, and then we're going to renew the second phase. The second uh, phase of exploration is going to be 5,000 meters exclusively at Descendant. And then that should set, you know, at least one big parent hole, uh, probably up about 200 meters vertically below the discovery hole, and then allow for a number of wedges off of that new parent hole, as well as the discovery hole. And that's something we're very successful at in terms of drilling out a rainbow uh, and even, you know, we'll plan on doing it at Alchemist at some point in the future is, you know, setting these parent holes and then you know, wedging and never wedges off of them to get a number of cuts and save a lot of meters. And is that step down of 200 meters, is that driven by uh, the signals you're getting on downhole EM? I mean, is it downhole geophysics, which is telling you that the, the next best place to look is 200 meters below? Well, uh, certainly we have downhole EM. We, we've run uh, two surveys on downhole EM on that. So we'll utilize that data in ADS for vectoring as we do it there, but it's not the null be all. I think obviously the number one indicator that we need to move deeper is, is the drill, drill results and how they sit underground. And you see repetition 
between Alchemist, Rainbow, and Pine Bay in terms of how this is supposed to sit vertical plunge dipping about 82 degrees and the same it holds true with what we're seeing at the Sendit based upon the holes in the immediate area so certainly geology the geochemistry is going to aid us and borehole em which is how we approach every exploration campaign what happens to the rest of the portfolio while you're working on Descendant? What are you doing on Ascendant? What's the company aiming to do in the next few months? Is it just work on Descendant or are you trying to work up the rest of the portfolio well, as well? Totally work on Descendant. I mean, you hit the widths like that are significant. By adequate comparison, for example, Rainbow is sitting with an eight meter thickness on the, the yellow zone, the yellow, I'm sorry, the orange lens. Uh, so by comparison, when you're getting you know, 27 meters of massive sulfides, uh, you're going to build tonnage a lot more quickly in uh, a scenario like that. And that's going to be an area that is going to be immediate focus. I mean, it's been a focus for literally over a century to that end. Additionally, I, I didn't mention, I, it's certainly worth noting, the, the four lenses were cross-cut by dikes and sills, which is an event that occurs after the mineralizing event. And you typically see these in these VMS systems. You see them certainly at 777 in Flan and really all the, all the mines in Flimflon where this, uh, the dikes and sills will come in and cross-cut the mineralization after the fact. Uh, so that's what's separating the four different lenses. So based upon our interpretation of the geology and understanding of these systems, we do believe that there's potential to come off whole on how to step out and for those dikes and uh, sills to disappear per se or it kind of cease to exist and you'll be left with one solid mass of sulfide lens that could be you know 50 meters wide and that's where you you get big tonnage very very quickly uh, for example in a 100, my, 100 meter block on our long section on rainbow you're looking at roughly 400,000 tons and you know should this happen and, and should we step out and get a 50 meter interval and uh, one solid lens you know, you're going to be building 2 million tons in that same 100 by 100 meter block. Uh, so again, building tonnage much more significantly in terms of where Rainbow sits, Rainbow sits already, you know, within 90 meters of surface and is drilled out to the 900 meter level. Uh, in terms of our discovery hole depth on, on uh, descendants, similar to the discovery hole depth on 777, and there's potential that you could drift over from Rainbow over to descendant at depth which is a big benefit to have rainbow there drilled out. What's the um, horizontal distance? You're uh, 1,400 meters. And so they, they've done that over at, um, initially to produce at Callan uh, at 777, they drifted from the south main head frame uh, to get into that system originally. So it's certainly been done in Flin Flon. Just remind me of the, uh, of, of the whole intersection. It was down at 1,300 meters. And what did you hit in terms of, was it 67 meters? Just in terms of the so numbers. It was, it was across 67 meters, uh, the mineralized interval. Uh, there was four different lenses. As I mentioned, those four different lenses were broken up uh, by those dikes and sills. Uh, and then we had varying degrees of uh, mineralization. We had over 10.5 meters of 1.36% copper equivalent. That included 6.5 meters of 1.7% copper equivalent. There's another interval of another seven meters of 1.7% copper equivalent. And just by comparison, it should be worth mentioning that our cutoff grade based upon the resource that we just put out at Pine Bay about a month and a half ago is 1.3% copper equivalent. And 
the gray distribution in the mineral, uh, the mineral distribution in this hole is similar to what you see at Rainbow, where you're going to get this phalarite rich um, and pyrite rich portion of the BMS deposit. And when you follow that mineralization at depth, is where you hit the exceptional high grade that Rainbow is, you know, come known to become uh, famous for, known for. So just to, I mean, you were mentioning it at the beginning with the zinc and the gold being a distal part. So you're aiming to go 200 meters below to get more into the copper zone. That's that's the plan. That's the that's the ambition. Right, or or the, depending on how big the system is, we're certainly working our way towards that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the, the bigger the system, the more the zinc can run for. Right. And yeah, the, the deeper this can run, too. There is a, a potential that there's a fold limb equivalent on the Pine Bay horizon. Uh, that we'll need more drilling to to confirm, but certainly there's fold repeats, uh, tight isoclinal folding on this growth fault corridor that's where you have these stacking, these deposits. And right now we're just on one fold limb equivalent on the cabin horizon per se, but there's potential for descendant to come back around onto the Pine Bay horizon and host the Pine Bay deposit at depth. So it could potentially be the same horizon as Pine Bay? That's interpretation we have is that they are the same full repeat of horizon as Pine Bay, as Rainbow, as Odin, as Alchemist. Okay. Kind of like an accordion. I, I think you mentioned one of your news releases, kind of um, some overturning, so you, you can get some kind of um, way up indications from the, the stock work zones, kind of, you know which was the old top and the old, um, the old bottom. Yeah, right. When you're drilling through that alteration system, you can certainly see tops and bottoms. When you when you come out of the uh, the cabin horizon, drilling from east to west, you'll go into an andesite flow, which is your shutdown marker unit, and then you'll go back into the Pine Bay horizon, and then you have the reverse sequence where you're going through the alteration system on the other, or zones on the other side of it. So yeah, you're absolutely right about that. It, it's almost as if the kind of the focus has shifted now to ongoing exploration of descendant. Everything else is on hold while you try and work out uh, what you're dealing with here. Yeah, no, I mean, well, we said, uh, you know, exploration can change on, on a single hole, and it's certainly been the case with uh, descendant. Um, we were always taking the mindset that we we're going to follow up on the most significant interception on the, this exploration campaign phase one. And certainly uh, we didn't weren't able to get to where we wanted to get on Alchemist or Odin in terms of drill platforms. So we'll certainly like to follow that up at some point in the winter uh, because we were only able to put one hole over at Alchemist uh, that went to the north of the plunge line uh, due to access to the trail after spring breakup. Uh, but based upon the drill intersection, add Descendant, irrespective of what happened to Alchemist, you, you're certainly going to follow up on Descendant again. This is an area of the property that was our initial focus of exploration in 2016. And this has been the subject to dozens of exploration companies historically going back to 1919. You've got to keep in mind when we started exploring the property in 2014 uh, with the renewed focus on Pine Bay, we digitized over 625 drills and over 400 of them sat in this area of the property. And those are, every one of those holes is a hole that's intended to find the big deposit. Uh, so again, there was a lot of people with well intentions and we're very, very pleased by the fact that we were the company that's come in there and made this discovery uh, and see strong potential for it to expanding something very, very significant. And that's really principally by going deeper. Yeah, yeah, going deeper. I mean, uh, our discovery hole depth was 1,314 meters down hole. 
Uh, by comparison, the 777 Discovery hole depth was 1,287 meters down hole. So we're at 30, 40 meters deeper uh, down hole than 777. If you look at Lawler, Lawler was discovered at over 800 meters down hole. Uh, and ultimately, they're drilling at two kilometer depths on Lawler. And Lawler's, you know, very flat line. Uh, and then Rainbow was discovered at over 900 meters down hole. And you've seen what that's transitioned and turned into. So all the major modern discoveries in the camp's history have been discovered at depth or they continue at depth. The only other discovery that I didn't mention is Trout Lake, which is over 20 million tons and that was discovered near surface, but truly ballooned at depth, um, as many of these, these big systems do. So the, the focus, I think, for exploration overall in these mature mining camps, I think truly on a global basis, is I think there's gonna be a shift to going and drilling at depth uh, and there's going to be eventually an increased appetite just based upon necessity to do so. But again, we've never shied away from drilling a deep hole that can have big implications for the company. Uh, because if you don't take those shots, you're certainly never going to hit them. Uh, and you're never going to find what you're looking for when you understand these VMS systems in plunge flying. What's the um, work program look like now? Is, have you got a break? Are you still drilling? Um, uh, tell me more about what happens between now and the next the, um, and the end of the year. Well, we're still drilling. So we didn't stop drilling. We, um, we were drilling with deepening of a hole right now as we set up a collar location uh, to, to give follow up on, on Descendant. And uh, when we have that available in the next, I'd say five, six days, we'll start collaring that deep parent hole at depth. Uh, but again, the program has not uh, changed. We've just amended the program for another 5,000 meters on top of the 8,500 meters. And that's to follow up at, at uh, descended at depth. And uh, you know, we have a high degree of confidence at the conclusion of this campaign um, that we'll be answering a lot of questions uh, in terms of what this is gonna turn into at depth. And that can then in turn relate to a, a big uh, catalyst for our shareholders, the company, and, and where we're headed forward in the foreseeable future. Uh, because based upon a successful meter campaign here, I really do believe that you'll see us here for uh, a number of years to come delineating this as soon as possible. And it happened yeah, much more quickly in terms of tonnage based on those widths. And um, how long is it going to take to do that, the next 5,000 meters? I mean, are we talking weeks or months here? It's going to be months. Uh, you know, the 1,600 meter parent hole, for example, assuming you know, things don't deviate and all goes well, uh, you know, that hole alone will take three weeks, three and a half weeks to drill. And that's assuming nothing happens with the drill rig. And then things will come more quickly after that uh, because once that parent hole's in, then you start setting a number of wedges to wedge up off of that. Um, is, is it started to freeze there yet? I mean, are you effectively over the shoulder season and into colder weather now? The colder weather comes pretty quick. I was just actually out there um, for that site visit I mentioned about two weeks ago, and it was still quite warm, got chilly in the evenings. Uh, so no, there's no ice on the water, but things will start forming up pretty quickly uh, as we head into uh, the, the fall months. Certainly, and hopefully you'll get some results out before the end of the year. I mean, if you if you if we look at the parent hole, let's say takes us to mid October, and then wedging off that for a few weeks, and you might get some results back this year, or is that going to be too tight? Uh, certainly, we'd hope to get some results back this year. If we don't, though, I I you know wouldn't uh, bat an eye about it. Things do take time. I think it's just you got to keep in mind outside of just drilling a hole. 
for three and a half, four weeks, you've got to anticipate the, the assay turnaround time, which has been real, really quite cumbersome if I was to be honest with you. So um, assay turnarounds have plagued us in a lot of ways, but you can also argue that they've helped us when they have been very slow. So um, in terms of timelines for assays, it'll be you know late November or more than likely in the new year. Yeah. Really yeah. depending on assay turnaround times. Yeah, okay. I, you know, we'll, we'll put out the news when we get it, certainly. It's what we're in the business of doing. Uh, just sometimes that's a bit late. It's uh, just managing activities around that as well. And how's your cash position? As of June 30th, we have uh, 4.1 million in the treasury. And as I mentioned, we've been just drilling with uh, with one drill rig instead of two. You want to reduce risk and increase your chances of success. So, good. Um Presumably, that means that you'll be looking to have success with this deeper hole, and at some point in the new year, you'll have to um, think about the next round of financing. Well, truly, I mean, I'm thinking about the next round of financing the day after we close the the, the last round of financing. So, I, I don't think as an exploration company, that's ever anything that leaves our minds. So, it's always managing around that, managing the markets around that. Uh, but we are very grateful for the support that we receive from our shareholder base, new and existing. And I sort of think demand will be there whenever we need to raise capital uh, in the future. But we've got a, a long way ahead of us in terms of big catalysts that could truly transform the company from the company that we were at the beginning of the campaign. And that was always the focal point of exploration in 2023 uh, was to, to build a significant volume, or I should mention a packed significant volume at Pine Bay after publishing the maiden resource, which we did publish that maiden resource about a month and a half ago at the 5.7 million tons on Pine Bay, 4.7 million uh, at Rainbow over 3% copper, uh, and then the million tons at the Pine Bay deposit that's a parallel deposit adjacent to it. Good, well, um, good luck with the next drill hole at Descendant. It'd be um, obviously great if you can get a good thickness of perhaps even more copper-rich material. Um, that's all, all, all the good stuff. Yeah, no, certainly. I mean, uh, even the Rainbow's Discovery Hole seemed modest. A lot of people looked at it uh, at 900 meters vertical depth and it's emerged to be one of the most significant resources to be published in, in the history of Flynn And uh, we're just as pleased with this Discovery Hole, those four lenses that we've discovered and have confidence that it too can grow into something special. So we're excited to get the drills turning on step outs and report them back to uh, the market as soon as possible. Good. Well, I look forward to catching up with you at some point in the future. Max, thank you very much. Likewise.